welcome one and all to the Daydreaming Degenerates Award Show. Happy to have you. Glad you could join us. We're going to be giving you the results of the ballot we sent out. A lot of you guys filled it out. Thank you so much. We got more responses than we've ever gotten before, and we are eternally grateful. I am joined by my co-hosts, Stephen Sampson and Mr. Eric DeFusco, Dr. Eric DeFusco. He has a doctorate. I have a doctorate, PhD, baby. <laughs> In fantasy football. And computer, <laughs> and computer technology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the record, I hate technology. Yeah. It hates you too, Eric. Oh, yeah, it does. That's why your keyboard's swelling. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> How you doing, boys? Good, Brian. What's up, degenerates? It's a sad day. This ballot means fantasy football is over for the year. Officially, unofficially, however you want to look at it. It's time to move on. 2022 is coming. But first, got to see who made your season good in 2021. Mm-hmm. Not just the good. We Eric? also have some bad as well. Oh, fuck yeah. There's plenty of stinkers out there. There's a lot of bad. Yeah. Um <laughs> This is kind of Steve is, is on something. This kind of marks the end of 2021 in my eyes as far as fantasy goes. And pretty soon it's going to be on to 20 double deuce. You know, dynasty leagues, it'll, it'll, you know, offseason has already begun. Rookie drafts will be around the corner. And before you know it, we'll be back in July and we'll be saying, oh, shit, we've got to start prepping. You know, maybe we're going to get ready for our redraft mm-hmm. leagues. It was uh this was a weird year, you know, COVID still was there to to kind of put a thorn in people's sides at times, especially late in the season. But we got through it. Well, I was about to say we we went most of the year without COVID being a problem and then like all of a sudden it was he's out, he's out, he's out, he's out. I'm like, "What the fuck, man? Like I didn't think this was an issue anymore." <laughs> yeah, what was it like weeks fuck. 12 through 16? Yeah, oh my god, man. It felt like a half the NFL was out. Yeah, I think the one episode we did when I started typing up teams, there was like 14 teams that had a player, multiple players out with COVID. I think that was like week 14. But we all got through it. So we are no worse for wear. So uh, enough pleasantries. Let's uh, jump right in and get to the first question of the night. So we started our ballot with who is your 2021 fantasy football MVP that is not named Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was taken out of the running for obvious reasons, like he would have easily been the MVP. Keep that in mind because it will come up later. Uh, Your options were Jonathan Taylor, Debo Samuel, Austin Eckler, and Mark Andrews. Um. Eric, I believe you had said on the preview that you were going with Taylor. And I think that, uh, Steve, I think you said Mark Andrews and I said Debo. I think I might have that mixed up. I don't remember. I, I went with Debo myself, but I don't remember who I picked. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe we both said Debo, but. I mean, Eric, why? I, I you said you said Jonathan Taylor, didn't you? I did, I believe, and he was my vote. And if I was going to guess, I would probably guess that Jonathan Taylor got two thirds of the votes. 
on this question. Uh, not quite two thirds, but um, the winner was indeed. Jonathan Taylor, 54.4%. Um, Debo came in second at 26.3. And Austin Eckler came in third with 10.5. Mark Andrews at 8.8. So Mark Andrews got the least, which is, I think, right. He mm-hmm. like he had some crazy weeks, but he's a tight end, you know? And uh, Austin Eckler, I feel, was great but not on the same caliber as Debo and Jonathan and to me the tiebreaker was just just draft capital I got Debo so much cheaper I think Jonathan Taylor at the ADP a 10th overall like yeah I'm sorry but the the guy I take in this yeah the guy I take sixth seventh round I'm 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 gonna pick him just because of the price I paid you know um so that was the thing. Like, no, it's not a knock against Taylor. I just feel like he was kind of, he kind of performed up to expectations, and Debo way, way exceeded expectations. Um, that's the only reason I went Debo personally. That's um, why I pivoted Derek, why to did him you... as well, Brian. Because I think I, I think I had Eckler when we were talking about it on the uh, award show, and I pivoted for the same reason because Debo was drafted later and and actually did more. So why did you feel like it should be Jonathan Taylor? Um, for the reasons I said on the ballot pre uh, reveal show, I was down on Jonathan Taylor. I didn't expect him to finish as the overall <laughs> RB1, so I'm giving the man some respect because he proved me wrong. I remember. I remember giving now. It was purely yeah. just you owning up. Owning up and saying, <laughs> you want to know what, bro? I thought you were going to finish as a back-end RB1 at best, and you finished as the number one RB overall. Yeah, and, uh, accepted defeat, admitted I am wrong, <laughs> and I voted for the man. Yep. Um, next, we got who is the fantasy playoff MVP, which would obviously be weeks 15 through 17. We had Amon Ross St. Brown, Joe Burrow, Rashad Penny, Jamar Chase, and Mark Andrews. This one I remember quite clearly, if I'm not mistaken. I had said Amon Ross St. Brown. Steve had said Joe Burrow, and Eric, you had picked Jamar Chase. I picked Joe Burrow. I believe. Oh, I have it backwards. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, uh, Steve, you picked Jamar Chase. Uh, I think I also picked Burrow. I think we both picked Burrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. I probably should have listened to that on my way home. I thought about that, too. (laughs) Somewhat ready. (laughs) I'm just going to stop mentioning yeah, it. How we'll about that? We'll just go with who we picked now. Because like, after we did <laughs> yeah. the episode and I started looking at some of them, I kind of, I did, I know I've changed a couple answers, but, and it was more because yeah. like a couple guys I was talking about just on the show, just to give them relevance as to why they were even on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, those were the options. This one was pretty tight. Everybody received a vote. You know, I'm um, gonna be honest. So can I take a guess? Hit it. I don't know why, man, but something's telling me that Jamar is gonna win this. He did indeed. He did. He did indeed. Thirty-one point six percent of that one game. Yes, and it was a huge one. Um, 
Joe Burrow came in second with 24.6. Rashad Penny with 19.3. Amon Ross St. Brown comes in fourth, which is kind of shocking to me, at 17.5. And Mark Andrews had 7%. Um, Amon Ross was the model of consistency throughout the playoffs. Oh, dude. Like, so that's what I was going to say. Like, I- I'm perfectly fine making the case for Amon Ross St. Brown or Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, you're arguing between the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. You know, it's it's kind of more your flavor than anything else. You're not wrong either way. But how did Rashad Penny get into this fucking mix? Like he finally, like he, he was finally fucking woke up during the playoffs. Like everything. he was good, not great. Like I, I mean, no, yeah. I, I would have no running backs. I'd rather have Amon Ra St. Brown on my roster than Rashad Penny. No, no running backs during the playoffs. I feel like like blew up. You know. Like Penny no. had two great games. Yeah. 20. What do you have? Like 22 and 30. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And he got that week. 15 was garbage. He had like six points. Uh, like yeah. Those are like 30s. That's like a really good game for a running back. But like compared to some of these receivers, like Chase had a fucking 55 point game. Uh, Burrow <laughs> had two back to back QB overall one weeks in 16 and 17. And Amon Ra, I believe, had a high 30 game. And every week mm-hmm. he had over 20 points in the playoffs, at least. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm with so like you. I, I said, didn't even uh, consider y- Penny. Yeah, I think you can make a. I think you can make a case for Chase or Burrow, but to to me it was Amon Ross St. Brown. But I'm not going to sit here. If somebody said, "Oh, I think it's Burrow," I'm not going to be like, "Oh, you're wrong." Let me tell you why. I'm just going to be like, "Oh, it's a good thought," you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. The next one, we got who is the fantasy rookie of the year, not named Jamar Chase. Uh, We had Najee Harris, Javonta Williams, Jalen Waddell, and Kyle Pitts. Um, Steven, what kind of made up your mind when you decided on this vote? I took Najee. Um, To me, hands down, he was the most, I want to say, consistent and the biggest asset to his team of the the guys that we had there. I mean, you pretty much got the draft capital you asked for when you drafted him at the end of the first, early second. So I also, um, I also voted for Najee. I believe when we did the reveal episode, the ballot reveal, I think I said I was going to vote for Waddle, but I pivoted to Najee when it came time to cast my vote. Guy finished as what RB three overall. I believe that's correct. Yes. I, yeah, it's either three. He was either three or four. Um, I yep. know that. I, I understand he was he was a, a late first or second round pick, so he was kind of being drafted with that kind of upside baked into his draft pick. But he, I looked at his his stats and like he he started out great, and it kind of looked like he hit that rookie wall, what people call it. Like, you know, around weeks mm-hmm. eight, nine, ten ish. And he broke through it and he 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 closed out well. And the guy, I believe, led the entire league in touches at the running back position. He volume is not a concern with him. He he played well. You know, Jalen Waddle is very deserving of this award as well. I don't quite believe Javante and Kyle Pitts should really be in consideration. I think they're Yeah, more no. Like it's a two man respect. Race. Uh opponents on on this question you know like just they had good seasons but they're not really they're not really in it 
So I will tell you right now, Javante Williams did not receive a single vote. Kyle Pitts received exactly 1.8% of the votes. So it was a two-man race between Najee Harris and Jalen Waddle. And the winner was... Najee Harris, 71.9% of the votes. Wow. Wasn't even close. Um, Yeah, no, it was domination. Uh, I personally voted for Waddle. And like you said, like you were just alluding to, a big part of it was the draft capital. I mean, Waddle was getting drafted 116 overall. Wide receiver 44. Like, I just, a guy that is drafted that late that does that well, I'm, I'm just I'm going to put over the guy that performs to expectation like, oh, I drafted him here because I thought he would do well when he did do well. He didn't do better than I thought, but he didn't do worse than I thought. It's like, ah, well, you know, me personally, I'm going to I'm going to pick the guy that I got in the 12th round that ended up being a very relevant player and is a damn talented player, you know. But this is another one like I'm not going to argue with anybody that says Najee like he was stellar and. I expected that team to fucking nosedive. They kind of did, but his numbers never did. And we'll see what happens next year with a new quarterback. That scares the fuck out of me. I probably won't be drafting him next year. But, you know, he he proved me wrong. I didn't think he'd be great. But the, uh, excuse me. The roller coaster of Najee Harris. I I started the year thinking he'd be great. And then in the middle of the year, I changed my mind. And I'm like, no, he's not going to be great. I'm telling you, he's going to crash and burn. And then by the end of the year, I'm like, no, he's fucking awesome. He's he's stellar. (laughs) (laughs) Next, we got best early round draft value rounds one through five. On the preview, we said this together. It should have been unanimous. And instead, every single player on this question received some of the votes it's fucking mind-blowing we had jonathan taylor cooper cup joe mixon mark andrews Najee harris cooper cup scored more points than anybody on that list cooper cup was drafted later than anybody on that list cooper cup came closer to the records than anybody on that list like this is fucking silly how is this even up for debate cooper cup had the second best ppr season of all time at the wide receiver position Uh, fucking mind-blowing second best of all time (laughs) all time dude uh, i mean don't get me wrong like obviously he was an overwhelming favorite 84.2 percent i just i just can't believe anybody else worked up the nerve to vote for the likes of joe mixon mark andrews Najee harris and jonathan taylor Uh, that's just that's fucking nuts and like we just we were just talking about how Najee Harris and Jonathan Taylor performed to their draft position. They were back of the back of the first, top of the second picks, and that's how they played more or less. Like Cooper Cup was a fourth round pick, dude. Like that that's fucking wild. I honestly I'm shocked. I mean, Stephen, what are your thoughts? I mean. I voted with Cup, and to me it was pretty clear, but I guess if you didn't own him and 
you wanted to, you just went with the guy you owned. I, I don't know. I have no idea why some you know, why anybody else would get votes in, in for this question. <laughs> I mean, it was deliberately the only one we left Cooper Cup in because otherwise he would, you know, in the same boat as Chase would win anything just about that he was in. So so that was the thing, too, was I, I tried to talk Eric out of taking Cooper Cup out of this question. I'm, I was like, dude, it's going to be unanimous. Like, what's the point of asking a question that we know is going to be unanimous? That's silly. I almost think we should re-ask the MVP question to see if people want to vote for somebody else. You always <laughs> you always have them people that just got to be different. They got to go against the grain. They got to be contrarian. <laughs> be like, oh, you think I'm going to vote for Cooper Cup, huh? Check this out. I'm voting for Jonathan Taylor. I wish I get it. I'm like that too. I'm sometimes I'm that asshole. Next, we got uh, best mid round draft value round six through ten. We had Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, Leonard Fournette, James Conner. Not a bad fucking name in the bunch. Um, I will tell you that Jamar Chase only received. I'm sorry. Uh, Lenny Fournette only received 8.8% of the vote, which I thought was kind of shocking because I thought this would be a pretty tight race. Um, Jamar Chase, only 14%. James Conner, 17.5%, which makes our winner Debo Samuel, 59.6%. I mean, I voted for Debo just because he was drafted the latest. I think you could have made a really, really strong case for Leonard Fournette, though. And I'm surprised it's not closer. If anything, I would have thought those two would be leading the pack. Yeah, it was. And instead, Fournette's in last. Like, it was between those two for me, and I ended up going with Debo. But I, I was definitely on the fence between him and Fournette. Yeah. So, I mean, Lenny Fournette was so much better than people thought he was going to be. Myself included. I, I I wanted no part of Leonard Fournette pre-draft. Um, and same with Devo. I wasn't chasing him. You know, if he fell to me, I took him. And if he if he didn't, I didn't. Um, he wasn't somebody I was targeting. And uh, I just I just can't believe that Jamar Chase and James Conner are even on the same level. Well, I mean, you could make a. I guess you could make a case for Conner too, but. I don't know. I just feel like Lenny Fournette was better. Maybe it's just in my head. <laughs> Fournette was good. Um, he just he got hurt and he killed people at the one of the most important times because he missed that's all true. Of the playoffs, I believe, or most. He did. Yep. He missed all the whole playoffs. playoffs. He just came back in the fucking round they lost. Best late round draft value rounds eleven plus. So this one is the tightest one so far. We got Mike Williams, ADP 123, Marquise Brown, ADP 123, Darnell Mooney, ADP 129, and Zach Ertz, ADP 160. Um, I kind of thought Mike Williams would run away with this. I, I did, did too. <laughs> only be I did not think that Zach Ertz would even be in the running. Like... And, and same with Darnell Mooney. Like, I, I to be honest, I, I thought this was Mike Williams' race to lose. The order that they're um, listed is the order I figured they'd finish. Mike Williams, Marquise, <laughs> Mooney, Ertz. Yeah. So I will tell you right now that Darnell Mooney received, uh, came in last with 17.5% of the vote. Marquise Brown 
and Zach Ertz tied with 21.1% of the vote, leaving Mike Williams the victor at 40.4. So, I mean, he didn't even get half the votes, dude. Honestly, I don't know how. Like, I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest Mike Williams hater around. I swallowed my pride. I voted for him. As did yeah, I. I. I did the same. I mean, I figured Mooney would have had more than Ertz, but it's crazy. All right, next we got uh, best waiver wire ad. This was another tight race. We had Cordell Patterson, Elijah Mitchell, Hunter Renfro. Amon Ross St. Brown and Dalton Schultz. Um, tight ends been getting some love to this point, but not Dalton Schultz. Uh, only 3.5% of the vote. Next was Amon Ross St. Brown with 10.5. Then it started getting tighter. We got Hunter Renfro at 22.8. Elijah Mitchell at 24.6. And the victor was Cordell Patterson with 38 point six um i get the argument for patterson i went on Ross St. brown just because dude he was so stellar in the playoffs cordell patterson might have got you to the playoffs but he also might have cost you in the playoffs i'm on ross st brown wouldn't have helped me one fucking lick before week 12 but then he was money i mean money in the bank waiting it's a check waiting to be cashed and I, I put a premium on the most important weeks of the season. So I, I went with Amon Ross St. Brown. What did you guys think? So I, for me, it was between Mitchell and Renfro and I ended up going with Renfro. Um, I did not own Patterson anywhere. So he wasn't really even a uh, consideration for me. And I only have a few Amon Ross shares and most of those he stayed on my taxi. So it was really between those two guys because they were able to help me pretty much the majority of the season from the time I picked them up. So, mm-hmm. Eric, I went with, uh, I went with Mr. China route himself, Hunter Renfro. <laughs> he was money, man. Wide receiver one. I think he was awesome. He was pretty consistent. Um, he didn't have like, he's not a Jamar chase. He's not going to have a 50, 40 point game. Like he did have some big games, but like he, he stepped up, man. He stepped up big, and, and a team that, that really, especially after their uh, in-season turmoil with one of their guys, wide receivers, it, it, he, you know, he stepped up, and he was playing well before that even happened, but he stepped up and kind of took on the one role, but he's not a, a true ex-number one wide receiver. That's a team that desperately needs a wide receiver, either through the draft or free agency, however they're going to handle it for next season, but that's, that's besides the point. I just I went with Renfro. I, I wanted to vote for Elijah Mitchell. I just I think he missed too many games. Like he touched on with CP. He started off great and he really fell off at the end. Amon Ra got going late. Dalton Schultz. I don't know. Tight ends. Just it's tough to give tight ends love, at least from from my perspective. So I went <laughs> with Hunter. I think he was the most consistent of the bunch. And anybody who picked him up didn't regret it. Nobody. Anybody who picked the most of these guys didn't regret it. Yeah, and I actually, I believe I remember that this podcast started the year that Hunter Renfro was drafted, and I believe that I said that year, I said that I I feel like he's like a little mini, he's another Edelman, 
And that's kind of what he's starting to turn into, which is exciting because that's awesome in PPR. Those guys are beasts. Yeah, and, his ceiling uh, might be 25 points, but his floor might be 15. So, like, you know, he's going to. Exactly. And, like, Edelman was always a steal in drafts. And he always finished top, you know, 24. It was, it's money in the bank. I love those guys because nobody wants them except for me. Um, Next, we have fantasy comeback player of the year, player who spent a portion of 2020 injured and produced a solid, great 2021 season. We got Joe Mixon, who was who went from RB 47 to RB4. Austin Eckler, who went from RB8 to RB2. 28. Debo Sam... I'm sorry, 28 to 2. Uh, Debo Samuel, who was completely unlisted to wide receiver 3. And Dak Prescott, who went from QB nothing to QB 9. Debo and Dak were buried. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they, they were irrelevant. Um, I have a hard time giving it to Dak... Just because he was so effing good last year before he got hurt. It's not like he was struggling before that. Whereas, you know, same with Mixon. Mixon was fucking money before he got hurt. And it was like, well, you know, you saw the usage. Um, Debo was really the only one that was like, well, what's his role? You know? Like, everybody kind of thought Ayuk was the alpha. And... I immediately voted for Debo, and I did not think twice. What do you guys think? For me, I went with Mixon. Um, he, I have him in more places. He that. affected me it, more than Debo did, but I can't argue against Debo either. Well, Mixon finally had the breakout year they've been predicting for like the Nobody's last five years. talking about it. Yep. And <laughs> I was going to vote for Dak, and then... He ran down the field, kneeled down, and they <laughs> lost the game. So Dak did not get my vote. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I mean, even Eckler could, could use some. Lo- I mean, even Eckler could deserve some love here too. I mean, nobody thought he was going to be a goal line back. No RB two. Nobody fucking predicted RB two. Everything. He's the receiving back, the goal yeah. line back, the three down back, the fucking. Full back, half back. Yeah. Baby got back. No, I I think the RB2 on the team with his mom. You have to have the last name Eckler to even be considered. Uh, I also. No, he saw Mixon. everything. Because he finally so, broke through. Had a fantastic season. Exactly. Nobody's talking yeah. about it. That's besides the point. Again, that's going to be my new quote. No, it is, it's, it is being seriously underplayed yes, for sure. Is. And um, he did great. I mean, I think Cincinnati is a team that's making strides, and I think they're—I don't want to like speak in the moment and be like they're here to stay, but I think that team is showing you that like they might be a problem for the next five, six years, especially if they can keep that core intact with with Burrow and Chase and Higgins and and Mixon. Well, they might be a so problem for sure. Good running backs on good teams usually do well. And I'll mm-hmm. follow up Joe Mixon, especially if he's going to be a second round ADP. Shit. Oh, no way he goes second round next year. You never know. I think he probably true. never know. People are sleeping on him, but that's before the hype train starts, you know. It'd be like number one overall pick. You know? <laughs> I actually watched somebody do um, a mock 
I don't even know why. I was like, why am I watching this? <laughs> and, um, Najee Harris went second overall. Oh, I was a little my surprised. God. Yeah, no. I was a little surprised, but I can tell you this: Joe Mixon did not go in the first round. Um, hmm. It's obviously it's February, uh, January, not even February. So that'll change yeah. in six months. Yeah, mm-hmm. give it time. So Dak Prescott and Austin Eckler tied with ten point five percent of the votes. Joe Mixon came in second with 31.6. And you know what? The 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 final breakout, I get your point now. I get it. You guys are right. Like, Mixon deserved more credit than I gave him. But the ultimate winner was Debo at 47.4, almost half the votes. And I think he's the rightful winner. You know, like I said, he was kind of written off. And he kind of came back and showed you, like, no, don't sleep on me. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I just wish I'd uh, had the insight to predict it in the preseason. I would have drafted him fucking everywhere because he was such a steal. Um, Fantasy rebound, most improved player of the year. Player who had an underwhelming 2020 season, unrelated to injuries. It played at least 75% of their games and produced a solid campaign in 2021. We got James Conner, who went from RB27 to RB8. Lenny Fournette, who went from RB35 to RB5. Mike Williams, who went from RB52 to, uh, sorry, who went from wide receiver 52 to wide receiver 19. And Hunter Renfro, who went from wide receiver 56 and managed to finish at wide receiver 11. Um, I can tell you that Mike Williams got straight up disrespected, for sure. Um. Don't get me wrong. He didn't get my vote, but he should have got more votes than that. <laughs> yeah, he already won an award. Um, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. He's already got an Oscar. I went with Lombardi, Lenny. Uh, did you? One. Yes, I did. I went with Lenny. Layoff Lenny now. I'm in the playoffs. But. Yeah. yeah, layoff. <laughs> I'm fine with Lenny. I personally, uh, I ended up uh, taking Hunter Renfro. I also took. Hunter I mean, that's <laughs> that's a huge fucking jump yeah. from wide receiver fifty six to wide receiver eleven. He was a fucking bargain in the draft. Like I just, man, he was a uh, shit. Did he even get drafted in most no, leagues? He was waiver wire was, most leagues. What I mean, I mean, dude, the, he was monstrous. To to be able to pick somebody like him up off the waiver wire is huge, and uh, so I went. I I went with Hunter. Yep. Um, I can tell you right now that Mike Williams only got 1.8% of the vote. Wide receiver 52 to wide receiver 19. I, I would think we get more than one, but so he got one vote. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Hunter Renfro, 22.8%. James Connor, 35.1%. Leonard Fournette, 404 as the victor close that's close yeah it was it was, it was closer that's real close yeah less less than five percent that is a tight race is that the tightest one so far i think so <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's almost a three it was almost a three-way tie really all three um, deserving absolutely yeah james Conn, uh, yeah, james Conner, i guess <laughs> he just i don't know he wasn't that uh, impressive 
We really dive in. a lot of touchdowns, Yeah, dude. we really dive in on it. It's like, eh, he wasn't very efficient. He was a benefit of touchdowns, which, hey, they score points. That's all it takes. But I, I he's, he, let's not, I mean, we're getting sidetracked. We'll let's keep moving on. Yeah. Um, fantasy breakout player of the year. And this kind of surprised me, okay? So I'm going to give you four names. Debo Samuel, Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, Cordell Patterson. Who had the breakout year, Eric? Debo. Steven. Debo. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, dude, he was fucking stellar, but we've seen him play, and he's always been good when he played. He just couldn't stay healthy. No, but he did this year. And you can't really, I mean, you can't really say to me, you can't really say that rookies are having their breakout year their first year. But he did. So you know, Jamar Chase had his breakout oh, he year, a, dude. He is here. Here to I stay. I don't doubt that, but that's literally what you expected when you drafted him. Same thing with Najee. I mean, you didn't, you know, you didn't draft him like you did Michael Carter. So, to me, those guys performed as no, expected. But there's, so there's a, I, I had to go. No, Debo. no, 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 no. Jamar Chase way outperformed his ADP. Oh, I don't, I don't argue that at all. He certainly did. Like, like Najee Harris performed to ADP. Jamar Chase, he wasn't drafted that far above Debo. No, but he's still a rookie. For me, the breakout player is a guy who's been in the league a couple of years and finally breaks out. Yeah. I, I get it. Uh, uh, Eric, your thoughts? I, I I kind of in the same boat. Like, I have a hard time giving a breakout player of the year to a rookie. Like, I feel like a breakout player is somebody who is still a young player but has at least a season under their belt in the NFL. And mm-hmm. I, like, I do get it. Like both Debo and Jamar finished top five. Najee finished top five CP, the, uh, ever elusive, what, uh, ninth year breakout, I believe. Yeah. I was going to say, you, you, you don't fucking break out when you're Frank Core's understudy, the, the, the golden unicorn, but, uh, yeah. finished top 10 in the season stats deserving to be a, a, so, a, a choice on here. But it, it, Debo for me, I understand what you're saying. Like he he did show flashes of greatness. It was a it was a, a you know more of an injury uh, mm-hmm. issue with him and why he never could break up. But like he isn't even just a wide receiver. He's a running back. He does it all. He's like yeah. he's a, he Debo Samuel is a Tyreek Hill type unicorn player. I believe. Like, this guy can fucking do it all. He threw a passing touchdown a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I think everybody's going to try to, like, oh, who's going to be the next Debo? Just like they do with Tyreek. And Debo Samuels don't just fall out of the fucking sky. You know, I already hear Kadarius Tony coming up as, as, a, as a, a a popular, like, oh, he's got the two, which he, he may. You know what I mean? He, he possesses that kind of a skill yeah. set, the kind of similar size and, and play style. Yeah. Not well, until they get a different quarterback, but yeah, I, I just I think <laughs> Debo, Debo is, is is a unicorn. I think like it's just there's not going to be players like him that just fall out of the sky. Like he's 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 proven that this year. Yeah, well, I, I get all that. Like I said, to, just to me, I I just you know I don't 
I think if if people had paid a little more attention to Debo and ignored the injuries, they would have seen how great he was. Jamar Chase, you know, I get your point, like Najee Harris, back of the first, top of the second, pretty much performed two ADP. Like, that's not a breakout that he's doing what you expected. Jamar Chase wasn't drafted much higher than Debo and was fucking phenomenal. I, to me, I would pick Jamar Chase, and I love Debo, and I don't think it's a wrong pick. I'm not trying to argue. Like I said before, a lot of these are, you know, you could go either way, and this is definitely one of them, but I agree to disagree. Yeah. Plus, this is the only question um, I voted for Debo on. <laughs> Just to give some other guys some love. Uh, we got biggest second half turnaround. First eight games versus last eight games. Who won? I'll tell you in a minute. No, no. the breakout oh, player, you skipped it. You never you said it won. Percentages. Oh, I thought I did. No? Nope. Okay. Uh, so Najee Harris got 1.8% of the vote. Cordell Patterson, 8.8% of the vote. Jamar Chase, 43.9 compared to Debo's 456 that is tight. So me and Steve up there kind of <laughs> fucked that one up. Yep. <laughs> I think we did. If one of us would have voted the other way, I might have tied. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's it's a tight close. fucking race right yeah. there. That's the only thing um, I hated with putting Debo on so many questions. I'm like, he's going to win every fucking question he's on. <laughs> he was that good, though. Yeah, he was. Um Next, we got uh, biggest second half turnaround. First eight games versus last eight games. AJ Dillon went from RB forty-seven to RB nine. Amon Ross St. Brown went from wide receiver seventy-one to wide receiver eight. Brandon Ayuk went from wide receiver sixty-eight to wide receiver fourteen. James Conner went from running back twenty-one to running back five. Uh, to me, this was a fucking complete no-brainer. It was Amon Ross St. Brown, 100%. No ifs, ands, or buts. And I didn't even consider anybody else. Um, what did you guys think? I ultimately went with Amon Ra. Uh, I considered Ayuk, but I did go with Amon Ra. Remember, remember how I spoke of the asshole who voted for? Uh, yeah. Who was it? Who was it? Who was just talking Kyle about? Pitts. Kyle Pitts. And then the guy on the Cooper Cup question. I'm that asshole here. I voted for AJ Dillon. I know you did. Mm-hmm. I knew you did. And I, honestly, I don't blame you. That's that's a huge turnaround. Mm-hmm. And as the guy that was telling people uh, in draft season to draft AJ Brown, I feel justified. <laughs> but I'm sorry, man. Let's, dude, I'm on Ross St. Brown was fucking nuts. Like he was money in the bank. Um, AJ Dillon got 5.3% of the votes so you were not alone uh, James Conner got 12, 12.3% Brandon Ayuk 17.5% and Amon Ross St. Brown 65% of the votes so that worked out well um, this is a quick one single game performance of the year Jamar Chase week 17 you just 55 point yeah, <laughs> 55.6 PPR points on championship weekend, 11 receptions, 266 yards and three touchdowns. 
Travis Kelsey, week 15, 41.1 PPR points, 10 receptions, 191 yards, and two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, week 11, 53.4 PPR points, 32 attempts, 185 yards, four touchdowns, three receptions for 19 yards, and an additional touchdown. Um, I remember that single-handedly cost me a game. Just Jonathan Taylor alone that week cost me a game. I remember that. Uh, my opponent had Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Justin Herbert, week five, 42.82 points, 26 out of 43, 398 yards, four touchdowns, 29 rushing yards with a rushing touchdown. I mean, what? Chase. Like, let's just cut to the, It's Jamar Chase. Cut to yep. the chase. It's Chase. Six, yep. <laughs> he won 68.4% of the votes. Um, Travis Kelsey only got 1.8. Uh, Herbert only got three, uh, five point three, and Jonathan Taylor managed to get twenty four point six percent of the votes, but scoring more points than anyone else over the course of the season in a single week, doing it on championship weekend, and doing it as a reliable wide receiver that you absolutely would have been in your owner's lineup, you can't beat that. You just flat out can't fucking beat that, and it's Jamar Chase. And anybody that didn't vote for for Jamar Chase is fucking wrong. This is not one of those questions where there's multiple answers. You're fucking wrong. Jamar Chase was the answer. All right. So now we uh, we leave the studs. We go to the duds. Biggest first round draft bust. We only put on two options: Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Guys that we both said we were nervous to draft. Well, I'm sorry, we all said we were nervous to draft. We all said we didn't want either one of them and we were fading them in drafts. I don't think either one of us, I don't, I keep saying either. Cause I'm looking at the two options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I don't think any of us drafted either one of these two this year in any redraft league. Oh, that's right. You drafted I Saquon Barkley in the listener league. Just in case I was wrong. Oh, and I was like, ah, in case I'm wrong, I'll take Barkley. <laughs> Should have taken Taylor. Oh, How'd it work out? Horrible. (laughs) (laughs) So the two options were Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. And it finished in almost a dead heat. Saquon, 47.4%. Christian McCaffrey, 52.6%. You can't go wrong. They were both huge fucking busts. I don't think there's any potential for either one of them to stay healthy going forward. And McCaffrey is... He might be the most talented running back in the league, but he's too small. He's gotten too much use. He's taken too much abuse. That's my opinion, and I'm fading him until further notice. I want nothing to do with Chris McCaffrey going forward. Even what are your if, thoughts? Uh, I'll have to reevaluate this in like three, four months, but if I'm at the one twelve two one turn, I would think about it. I would think about it. Yeah, I, I was going to say, if, if he yeah. falls to the end of the first, I'll take McCaffrey. But I'm not taking him for a second or third. And Saquon, I'm not well, taking. Well, that's the thing. I'm not taking Saquon. I'm kind of off him. So, but like that, so that's where you start to see some risk versus reward, though. Like, But he's not going to go that late. He's going to be a top five pick. Most likely, and, and I won't own him. But if he does happen to fall, then, you know, if. if 
you get into leagues where the the players are a little bit more versed in fantasy football and they they actually draft with caution, he might. And, and at that point, I'll take him later. I mean, don't get I me wrong. I have him if he's top five. I ain't very excited for Carolina. Uh, Matt Rule, the jury's out on that man. Uh, he might be looking for a job after next season. They bring in Ben fucking McAdoo for the ZOC. <laughs> the guy's been out of football. Hasn't he been out of football for like since he got fired by the Giants? I don't even think he's been out yeah. a coordinator job. He's, he's fucking behind the. He's already behind the times. Jesus, man. I, I... Which I don't get because he showed his coaching acumen with the Giants. I just, I, I'm not too thrilled because I don't know how great. His OC is going to be. And, uh, you don't think they'll be awesome? No, I don't. Now I'm more I think about it. Now, you, now I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on Brian's train now the more I think about it. I'm talking about <laughs> ben Like, dude, there's no scenario this ends well. Like, yeah. We got uh, biggest early round draft bust, rounds two through five. We had DeAndre Hopkins at 17 ADP, Allen Robinson at 32. AJ Brown at 23 and CEH at 24. Um, this was not a close race. AJ Brown at 7%, CEH 7%, DeAndre Hopkins managed to get 14%. And the overwhelming majority, 71.9%, goes to Allen Robinson. I, I thought Allen Robinson would run away with it, but I thought CEH would definitely have been second. I did too. That's what I was thinking too. Like outside, like um, we didn't really hype, but we weren't hyping up Ceh. But there were a lot of people who were back on that fucking train, dude. Oh yeah, dude. There were tons. Yeah. I heard. I heard a ton of other That's podcasts. Like, kind of guys, this is going to be a top ten offense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clyde Edwards Alaire's <laughs> Clyde Edwards Alaire's a locked and loaded second round pick. Don't overthink it. So yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson. I totally understand. Obviously, I feel your heartbreak. I drafted him fucking everywhere, dude. Everywhere I own this fucking dude. And I ended up dropping him. Fucking unstartable. Unfucking startable. A wide receiver that I drafted in the third round. Could not start in a single fucking game. Terrible. Um, so I'm totally on board with this. 100%. Um, Next, we got biggest waiver wire let down. These are guys that we thought we'd be able to count on rest of season. We were stoked to win them on the waiver wire, and they were letdowns. We got Ty Sezen Williams, Rondale Moore, Sam Darnold, and Josh Gordon. Uh, Josh Gordon, only 8% of the votes. One of which was not me. Well, yeah, well. Despite blowing your whole wad on him in one in one single league, uh, I seen it. I seen it. Yeah, I'm not. I don't deny it. I did it. Wasn't he just released a couple days ago? Yeah, he was. Yeah. On to the next team. Uh, we got Sam Darnold at fifteen point eight percent, which I didn't expect him to come anywhere near winning this. Um. Rondale Moore, same thing, only 17.5%, but I didn't expect him to really get close. To me, it was always Tyson Williams. I mean, Tyson Williams, 57.9% of the votes. I mean, dude, everybody in their mother was trying to get their hands on Tyson Williams immediately after the drafts because everybody drafted DK, uh, D. 
DK Dobbins and who not DK what sorry JK Dobbins (laughs) if DK Dobbins and uh, if if DK Metcalf and JK Dobbins had a kid it would be DK Dobbins uh JK Dobbins got obviously tore his ACL preseason everybody wanted Tyson Williams it was all about him he's going to be the feature back this is a running team they're going to score points it's a good offense they know what they're doing fucking bust through and through, he was a fucking bust. He had one good week, and it was week one. <laughs> Which probably cost people more games, because week one, you were like, oh, wow, he did it. And then week two, he sucks. And you're like, oh, well, everybody has a bad game. You know, the, you you probably didn't pull him out of your roster for four fucking weeks. No, no, you just kept, you kept trying to put him in, and then they did the healthy scratch thing. And it was just... The whole Tyson Williams thing was a mess, especially how much fab you spent on him. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he had eighteen point four week one, ten point three, not terrible week two, and uh, it was just completely downhill from there. I'm not, I don't even need to say and say it. So, like two zero four five zero 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 zero. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> so uh, on with the duds. We got most devastating injury of the year. Um, Christian McCaffrey, Calvin Ridley, Derek Henry, Kareem Hunt. A little surprised that De- that Kareem Hunt did not receive a single vote. I personally would have voted for Kareem Hunt over Calvin Ridley, who didn't actually get hurt. And Kareem Hunt was fucking money this year, and then he got hurt, and it, that cost people a lot because they were kind of counting on him to keep doing what he was doing. Calvin Ridley, you learned pretty early on that he was not the guy you thought he was. Um, so I, I'm a little surprised he didn't get any votes, but Calvin Ridley got uh, 12.3%, Christian McCaffrey 38.6%, and the victor, which we all knew, Derek Henry with damn near 50% of the votes. Uh, I thought Derek Henry was a clear-cut winner. And apparently most of the voters agreed. Almost most of the voters. Uh, Almost half. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, um, you know, obviously Calvin Ridley's situation was not good. You know, he wasn't technically hurt. Like, I'm not trying to say that that's different. I'm just saying that he basically just decided he didn't want to play for whatever reason. And I don't know if that was mental health issues or family issues. We really haven't gotten any clarity on that but do you, what do you guys think about Calvin Ridley going into next year because there's a chance he could be a bargain next year and we all know how talented he is that's not the issue there's a chance he could be a bargain there's a chance he could be a fucking Cleveland Brown too <laughs> so it, it's really kind of landing spot because he's a free agent are they going to tag him I don't know oh they're going to tag him it, it I would think they would, but I don't know. We don't know what's going on. I don't know if if, if he's going to just I, – I, I don't know. He might say, I really need to change the scenery. Maybe something mm-hmm. – I don't know. Maybe he just wants out of Atlanta. Maybe he needs to go somewhere I, else. I believe he wants out of Atlanta. I would I, too I if I I think that's a major uh, yeah. part of what was going on for him this year. So, so. All right, so hypothetically, let's say Calvin Ridley is a fourth-round pick. Steven, are you a buyer? Redraft. If, if he's not in Atlanta, 
and I know he's not in Atlanta. If he's in Atlanta. No. I'm all set. Eric? Most likely. If he's in a, if he's an Atlanta Falcon. I can't You're a buyer? Certain. Most likely a buyer. 80% yeah. chance I'm a buyer. I just think 75. the likelihood, if they don't trade him or don't let him, I mean, not, not trade him, but if they don't let him go, he doesn't come back. Now, if I know he's going to yeah. play, that my my decision will change, even if he's in Atlanta. But as of right now, where I'm so that, pretty sure he doesn't want to play in Atlanta, I would say no. That would definitely make it easier where, you know, if something comes out where he was dealing with depression or bipolar disorder or something like that, it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, now he's medicated. He, he He's figured it out. We're all set. You know, I can count on him to be the Calvin Ridley of old. You know that that makes it a lot easier. If we don't get any answers, it's it's going to be tough to pull the trigger. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, number fourteen, we got biggest letdown from the preseason hype train, and oh boy, does that hype train always keep a rolling? <laughs> choo choo. Yeah, we got Brandon Ayuk, who was drafted as the wide receiver 23 and finished as the wide receiver 36. Terry McLaurin, who was drafted as wide receiver 10 and finished as wide receiver 25. Mike Davis, who was drafted as the RB 22 and finished RB 35. And Clyde Hilaire, who was uh, drafted as the RB 14 and finished RB 42. If only anybody had predicted you'd want to stay away from Clyde Woods Hilaire. Only anybody said it. Two years in a row. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's not like it's new news on the DDD podcast. Yeah. Um, So. They're all good answers, you know. I to be honest, I don't remember who I voted for. Oh, I, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Who'd you vote? Who I you vote voted for? Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Oh, I know, because you were a that train, too. That train got moving. And then it <laughs> hit the brakes, bro. He sucked. Week one, <laughs> the wheels fell off of that fucking hype train. Uh, um I I I Pretty sure I voted for Terry McLaurin because I bought in. I was all about the Fitz magic. And as soon as he broke that hip, I was like, fuck me. You know, <laughs> yeah, I went with Terry as well, but it was between him and Mike Davis because I clearly was the highest on Mike Davis in the offseason. Yeah. So uh, actually, the last place was Mike Davis, 17.5%. Um, At least I you turned it on in the second <clears throat> half. Like, mm-hmm. Mike yeah, Davis at least he came around a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, Brandon Ayuk got 19.3%. Clio Hilaire got almost 25% of the vote. And Terry McLaurin, 38%. He is the winner. Um, like I said, I'm pretty sure that's who I voted for. I don't really remember. You could vote for any one of the four, honestly. Like, they're all trash. And they, they all just devastated teams all over the place. Um, next we got biggest second half flop first eight games versus last eight games uh, the aforementioned Terry McLaurin 
went from wide receiver 15 to wide receiver 41. Colton Sutton went from wide receiver 23 to wide receiver 92, dude. Uh, Mike Gusecki, tight end 4 to tight end 17. Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver 35 to wide receiver 90. That's Josh Allen's fault. Uh, Aaron Jones, RB5 to RB25. Um, I'm not like... So, before we even get to the full results, Aaron Jones is in second. I think it was pretty unfair. Like, he missed some games. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't terrible. As far as I remember. He had a pretty bad second half. He had a bad second half. I didn't think he'd win. I didn't think he'd be in second. I thought he'd be in, like, fourth. Yeah, Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, he definitely deserves some votes. But... To me, it was clear he was playing hurt. He missed games, like and AJ Dillon kind of just commanded more work as the Jones only missed two games. Went on. Well, two out of eight is a quarter of the time. Yeah, but he just wasn't that good. You know who didn't miss any games? Cortland Sutton. Who? Oh. <laughs> and that's how bad he did. If he did, he win. He did win. He did win. Um, last place was Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, rightfully so. That's Josh Allen's fault. Uh, if he threw the ball to Emmanuel Sanders more, they'd probably be in the AFC Championship game. Just I mean, throwing that out there. Maybe if Manny was open more, he'd get thrown to. Yeah. He's open every fucking play, Stephen. Well, yeah, Davis. on the bench. Gabe Davis has him. something to say about that. <laughs> Manny's go always back open and watch on the, the bench. Fucking, go back and watch the tape. All right? I did. I see him on the sidelines. 85% of plays. <laughs> Uh, Mike Gusecki, uh earned 5.3% of the votes. Terry McLaurin, only 24.6, which I was a little surprised he wasn't in second, considering he was drafted so high, started out okay, and just fell off the face of the earth. Uh, Aaron Jones, we just talked about, and the winner, Colton Sutton, with 36.8% of the votes. He only got 36 He showed... Yeah. He, Dude, got he showed... Gl- he showed glimpses of what you drafted him to be, and then he just went, nah, dude, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, he was trash the second half of the year. Wide receiver 92? Bro, that, that doesn't even start on a 16-man roster. You could start five wide receivers in your fucking league, and he wouldn't make the roster. I mean, dude, that's fucking awful. Wide receiver 92. <laughs> Oh, I believe he God, ended man. the entire. It's more than just the last eight games, like less than double digits. Like I think it was like his last like nine or ten games was all single. Oh yeah, no, he's straight trash. Um, honestly, I thought Cortland Sutton would be a consensus winner. Um, it is what it is, I suppose. But next, we got our twenty twenty two predictions. To get out of the way here, we got what player is most likely to have a sophomore slump? Uh, Najee Harris, who had 300.7 fantasy points in 2021. Elijah Mitchell, who only had 165, but as we talked about before, missed a considerable amount of time. Uh, Jamar Chase was the wide receiver five with 302 fantasy points. And Jalen Waddell was the wide receiver 13 with 243 fantasy points i mean dude 
me personally, it fucking has to be Najee Harris. The uncertainty around that team. They're losing their quarterback. Their offensive line stinks. And I'm a little surprised he didn't win. I am. I'm a little surprised. And is anybody? So So I voted for Najee as well. Yeah. But the more I look at it, the more I kind of think if I had the vote now, I'd vote for Waddle. Really? Yeah. Why? I just something about Miami. Don't have a good feeling. I feel like he's the I feel like he's the most solid out of all of them. He is, but I just I don't know, man. Something about that team I don't think I I think they're in for uh I think they're gonna be the Jets of that gonna division. Suffer without flow? I think they're gonna be the Jets of that division. Like, yeah, I think they're gonna just be a very bad football team. Well, if they if they're gonna be the Jets of the division, who are the Jets gonna be? The Jets will be. <laughs> They'll still be the Jets. <laughs> All right. So uh, the results were we had Jamar Chase at seven percent, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, I don't think he'll do as well as he did this year potentially, but I don't think it'll be a slump, quote unquote. Um, Jalen Waddle got fifteen point eight. Najee Harris only got thirty one point six, and the majority winner was Elijah Mitchell. With 45. Is anybody really expecting that much out of Elijah Mitchell next year? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. He was good when he played, but like, it's not like people are going to draft him in the first round. Like, no, but you look, uh, you, he's probably a third, dra- fourth rounder. Yeah, people are going to be drafting him based on what he did this year. But with everybody coming back as far as running backs next year, you know, I think he's if everybody's on the field, if they're running a, a rotation or Mostert, him, if Sermon actually gets some work, you got Hasty still, you've got fucking, um, it's the other guy that's still there. You know, there's like five five running backs that they're going to. Jeff Wilson? Yeah, Wilson. So, you know, he, he may have just been the beneficiary of, the entire running back core being injured this year because he did. No, kind he of, absolutely was, you know. but that's my point though. Like, does anybody expect Elijah Mitchell to hang on to the amount of work he had? Like, I, I feel like it's I not do. a slump. Yeah, I do. I, do. I, I think he competes for the number one spot. You, you just made the case that he's not going to be the number one, and now you said he's the number one. Said he competes for the number one spot. Um. Wilson's been healthy. Mitchell is the workhorse. Hasty, mm-hmm. change of pace back. Probably ain't even on the fucking team next year. Mostert, not worried about because even if he comes back, he'll be hurt in week one. Um, <laughs> Sermon, I don't know. Sermon is a wild card, I guess. Well, there is this thing called the draft. And San they're Francisco not, no, probably not, will not gonna grab another running back. back. They usually they'll do. grab another fifth, sixth they pro- They'll probably draft a running back, dude. I don't think so. Why, I don't why, think it'll why, be why high. would they give up on Elijah be, Mitchell? Why would you give up on a six round guy like that? He's yeah. he's he's looked good. Why not? It's kind of circles like, back to, to the James Robinson argument of last year. Why would you? Why would you? Why would they? No, take no, 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 no. This round? is completely different. Elijah Mitchell is no James Robinson. He's not that good. Mm. Time will tell. And I I think the fact that they no matter what fucking body they strung out on the field as long as your name isn't Trey Sermon 
they've had success. It's not. No, they it, haven't. Jeff Wilson had one good game out of like six. Yeah. How many chances did he get? Yeah, more than you think. He had like five or six games. He literally was garbage for like a month. Did, was he really the number one back? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was because I know Mitchell was out he for was, at least a handful of He was when Mitchell him. was out, yeah. When Mitchell is healthy, he's the guy. Oh, I'm not doubting that. I'm just saying that between free agency, the draft, I, I would not be surprised if they added another body. It wouldn't shock me in the least. Oh, I think they'll add a guy at day three of the draft, four, fifth, sixth round, just for depth because they absolutely fucking need it. They've proven that the last couple of years. They can't keep their running backs healthy. So, But I think he has the biggest chance to regress, and obviously most of the listeners did too. Yeah, I just I don't see it just because it's flat and simple. I just don't expect that much out of him. And uh, I'm looking at Jamichael Hasey's numbers. He's he didn't have a single game this year over 25 percent snap percentage. Oh, I'm sorry. He had two at the start of the year. One attempt and five attempts. Mm-hmm. But anyways, moving on. Uh what player is best poised for a third-year breakout? This one was tight. We got uh, Michael Pittman, who finishes the wide receiver 17. We got C.D. Lamb, who finishes the wide receiver 19. Darnell Mooney, who finishes the wide receiver 23. And Antonio Gibson, who finishes the RB12. Um, this one was tight as it should be. Those are all very good candidates. We kind of thought we would saw CD lambs break out this year. Clearly it didn't happen. Like he was good. Not great. Um, there's still a really good chance. He has his breakout year next year. Same with Mooney, same with Pittman, same with Gibson. Cause, uh, Gibson is still learning that position. You know, he's, he didn't become a running back until he got to the pros two years ago. So there's still a big learning curve there. Um, Pittman came in last with 19.3, which I kind of agree with. I feel like he's more of a number two wide receiver. Um, Gibson got 21.1% of the vote. Darnell Mooney, 28.1. And CD Lamb came in first with 316 I actually voted for Antonio Gibson because I think that team is going to get better this offseason. They're going to figure out their quarterback position one way or another, hopefully. And I think that will help Antonio Gibson a lot. And Not I voted for Antonio Gibson. foot will help him as well. Yeah, that too. Uh, was it his foot or his shin? His shin. Shin. He turned it on late, too. He played well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Close out the season. Um, my vote was for Antonio Gibson. I feel like he is the best breakout candidate, and he's somebody I'm definitely going to target next year, especially after a down year. Uh, I've already made up my mind. I don't I don't need to see anything else. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, this is a four-man race. There's no wrong answers, but Steve, what do you, what, what, who did you vote for? I went with Mooney. I think uh, we saw what his connection was with Fields with a bad offense. Hopefully the new coach will make some strides with improving that. Um, but I do think there is that connection and, and I think it just gets better. A better coach than Matt Nahe. It's hard to imagine. Hey, 
crazier things have happened. I mean, <laughs> I do know Adam Gase is available. <laughs> Eric, who'd you vote for? I voted for CD. Of course you yeah, did. Yeah, I got a homer out of me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the fantasy world is kind of down on him right now. Um, you know, reevaluate this and, you know, redraft season this summer. And that'll probably change. But he, 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 he kind of burned some people. Because a lot of people thought he mm-hmm. had that top eight leap coming this year. It didn't happen. And people, you know, what have you done for me lately mentality. Remember that, and he's kind of not yeah. quite high up on people's ranks right now. And he is one of them guys that, if he's a discount in ADP, he's one of them wide receivers you look at in the fourth round potentially. And you're like, he has it. He can be a top five, top eight guy. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys you take take a chance on. Sometimes you got a feeling about it, you go for it. I think CD and I, like I've said, I don't think Cooper's coming back. Gallup's definitely not coming back. And they got to find ways to get him the ball more. They got to get more creative. Um, that offense as a whole needs to get more creative. Dude, you have one of the best offensive coordinators in the league. Oh, he's uh, a head coaching candidate, Eric. Kellen Moore. How genius. dare you doubt that? <laughs> Take him. Fucking joke. Take him. Yeah, I'd Please. be begging. To, I'd fire him. Somebody wants to take him. Oh my god! Yeah, have at it, Hoss. Take McCarthy with him. <laughs> all right so um that's gonna bring us on to what rookie has the most potential for a year to jump we had amara st brown who finishes wide receiver 21 despite a dreadful first half of the year like we talked about his second year his second half was dope as fuck uh smith who finished wide receiver 29 uh, Javonta Williams, who finished RB17, and Michael Carter, who finished RB29. Uh, I think we all know where this is going. I would assume Melvin Gordon's out of Denver. Which makes Javonta Williams pretty much a landslide victory, probably. Yeah, so Amon Ross St. Brown got 12.3%. Uh, Michael Carter and Devonta Smith tied with 19.3, and Javante Williams ended up with 49% of the votes. So damn near half. Yep. One of them votes was me. <laughs> me as well. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure I voted for Javante Williams, like 99%, but I don't know. For some reason, I just I have it in my head that I might have voted for Amon Ross St. Brown, even though now I'm looking at it like, why would I do that? But I don't know. I don't want to say I did if I didn't. And so. like, as far as Devontae Smith goes, like, he's just he's gonna be held back. I feel like as long as Hurts is the QB. Like, it's just you voted for Javante Williams. Oh damn! I'm good. Uh. There was a guy. <laughs> Next time we can talk about his wide receiver. This is a lot of people forgetting about. I've been sniffing out his game logs. So when everybody when everybody's drafting the Amon Ross St. Browns next year, I'll let him because I think I can get this guy three rounds later. And that is Mr. Elijah Moore. Yeah, he kind of he came he alive, came alive and got hurt. And people forgot about him because he got hurt in week 13. He didn't play the rest of the year. And. 
he was on just as good of a run as I'm on Raw. And Zach Wilson, you got to give it to the kid. He made strides. He looked better as the season went on. He looked much better in the second half. Better than and Trevor Lawrence. Way better than Trevor Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> and, and this is an, a, a, a team, and like I'm not worried about it, Like that they think could target another wide receiver in the first round in the draft. I'm fine with that. Because I think Elijah Moore can still be. Yeah, because he's going to play in the really slot. too. Yeah, he can be in the slot guy. So I think Elijah Moore is a guy that I'm targeting right now that I have highlighted that I, I haven't really heard anybody talk about. Nobody, actually. I was just looking at game logs, and I looked, and I'm like, I was like, Elijah Moore was on a tear. I was like, I looked, and I kind of compared it to Amon Ron. I'm like, he was on just a good of a run. You know, not quite as good, but I'm like, people, you, you, you want to take Amon Ron, your fifth, fourth, fifth round, go for it. I'll take Elijah Moore in the eighth, ninth. Oh, I think I'll they'll both, both go later than that. Amon Ron's getting buzzed. Season just ended. We'll see you in the summer, but. Yeah, I was about to say, you don't want the buzz cool a little bit, but it'll happen, I'm sure. Um, next, we uh, the question that Connor sent us, Connor's bonus question. What is the biggest in-season joke of 2021? Uh, the Raiders as a whole, Urban Myers side chicks and roundhouse kick, Aaron Rodgers being immunized, and the clown show that is Antonio Brown. The answer that should have won this did not win. Sanders? You bite your fucking tongue. <laughs> or I'm going to get in my truck in the middle of this blizzard, Come drive to Abington, and kick you in the nuts. Come on I up. voted for right. AB. I'll have a hot cup of coffee for you. Don't talk about the legend like I voted, that. I voted for AB. Everybody should have voted for AB. I voted for the so, urban legend. So... Urban Meyer's side chick and roundhouse kick won this. And I think it's because it's the funniest sounding answer. <laughs> it's because his fucking idiocracy started in the off season with that first coach he hired and then everything. I mean, that guy was a fucking shit show from the day they hired him. Yeah, it was the nothing same but could, negative. From the day same one. could be said about Antonio Brown in Tampa, too. But at least he was productive on the field. Oh, the fake vaccination card, oh. stripping on the field. Like, I'm sorry. It just, it had to be Antonio Brown. It was the most public. It was the most talked about. I mean, Urban Meyer got, got fucking grinded on by some teenager. Like, that's dope as shit, dude. I don't, I don't hate the guy for that. Like, no, but his wife and kicker. kids do. I mean, yeah, well, well, that's their problem. I don't fucking <laughs> care. You know, he kicked a kicker. Kickers aren't even football players. Kick them all you want. Like, maybe he's just trying to show them how to do it right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so um, last place was Raiders as a whole. Then Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Antonio Brown got 30% of the votes, and Urban Meyer got 45%. So that was that breakdown. And uh, last but not least, we have. Our DDD Dynasty last place team name. If you didn't like our choices, you can give us your own. And uh, the original choices were Urbanished, Myers Lemons, I Shall Not Win, I Shall Not Win, uh, Ty Lambeau, 
And then we have the write-ins. We get Duval Dumbass, SMH, Winning is Hard Man, It's Cold Outside, uh, Dax Dumb Decision, The Shivas, Rockstar 12. <laughs> that, that was the best write-in by far. <laughs> you still have all your draft picks? <laughs> don't go low eric don't go low okay uh goff the wagon fuck a duck i suck in 1.01 otb so maybe we should have made it clearer that the team names are supposed to revolve around the jaguars some of these couple of a message yeah a couple of them weren't but <laughs> that was still humorous they were still humorous, and I, I especially love the Rockstar 12. That's dope as fuck. I wish I knew. I'm going to find out who sent that in. So I'm going to thank you. Um, so, obviously, all the write-ins don't have a lot of votes because you can't vote on the write-ins. Uh, Thailand Bo got 7%. Myers Lemon, 6%. I Chenault win, 29.8%. I cannot believe Herb Banished edged out I shall not win. Like I I, I should have that should that should have been a two. landslide. I would have went with Herb Banished between them that's, two. Really? Yeah. That's the one I went with too, but I liked both I of liked them. I like I like I should not win so much better, personally. I, I thought it would win in a landslide. I was like, oh that's that's pretty funny. I should not win. I like that. Yeah, but the uh, people liked the, the people liked the urban show. That's true. Yeah, we just learned that in the last question, I guess. So, last place in uh, our our dynasty league shall Schmitty. have their team name changed to Urbanished, and you are not allowed to change it back until you make, until the, playoffs. You make the playoffs. Yep. Those are the rules, kid. So the Rockstar 12 write-in was sent in by Mitch Lutz, 18. So thank you very much, Mitch. That was uh, <laughs> very nice of you. <laughs> so uh, I think that's pretty much going to wrap the episode. Did you guys have anything you uh, wanted to add? Nope. Enjoy your vacation. If you're in Dynasty, you know, plug along here and there. Don't overwhelm yourself. And uh, get ready to start looking into your rookies. Time's coming soon. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the votes. Yeah, thank you for the votes. Seriously, thank you guys for participating. We obviously can't thank you enough. So, thank you guys so much. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We're probably going to do a short episode next week where we will empty out our mailbag. We have some Dynasty questions to get to. No rush on those. Season's not starting for a couple of months. And uh, we'll talk some playoffs, talk some Super Bowl, you know. But for now... Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy the championship games. And we'll be talking to you soon. Don't forget to start doing your research. It's important.